0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, And there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: This morning after this Mass, there's the school Mass, and the uh, the first graders are hosting this week. And so that's kind of how it works. Like, each grade sort of hosts their, their class, and so they get to be the readers and to do the prayers of the faithful and everything like that. And they're just great. The first graders are great to watch, like, practicing, because I've been practicing more with them, like, you know, the mic practice and everything like that. And wouldn't you know, it's when the first grade that's going, that the responsorial psalm is, a heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. You know, it's like one of the most compli- complicated responsorial psalms you could ever have. So it was like the cutest thing ever to hear a, fir- a first grade girl saying, a heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. <laughs> you know, it's just like, amen. <laughs> and so we'll see how well they respond to it. It's a long one to remember, but, you know, today there's a really great reminder of elsewhere, you know, in the scripture we hear that referring to the Old Testament, that God spoke to man in partial and varied ways, right? But that's not how he speaks to our generation. You know, he spoke to our generation through Jesus Christ himself. So it's not a partial and varied sign for us. It's like the one. And that's an amazing thing, but yet people still reject that and they still don't believe it. Notice, I mentioned this, I think, yesterday a little bit, but notice one of the great things about the story of Jonah and Nineveh. Through the leadership, the king sits in sackcloth and ashes and tells everybody to do the same, and then Nineveh is actually spared. It's through really good leadership and sacrifice and leading the rest of the people to follow that they were spared by by their sacrifice. If we're reminded of, uh, like yesterday I'd mentioned, we think about Fatima. The warnings at Fatima and the apparitions were that if the world does not repent, a greater war will come. And it did. (laughs) You know, so there's indications through Mary, through the saints, that within the Lord's will, there are certain things that man can do to change the course of the world. We even think about uh, the intercession of the saints. Think about the miracles that are associated with the beatification process, somebody having to have two miracles right there. Well, those miracles are usually just astounding. (laughs) You know, there's an appeal to God through the intercession of the saint, and then all of a sudden, the course of events in that person's life miraculously changes by the intercession of that saint by the power of god and so we realized that when we offer things to god when we pray to him when we make sacrifices to him it, it it is the best way i could describe it it's like fuel for him in some ways it's like he can work with us working with him what we offer up to him he can work with that for the betterment of us for the betterment of the world that we actually live in but but it does require a certain amount of sacrifice it does will require understanding who god is and offering things up to him you know when you read the thing that's so challenging i was talking to uh somebody who has you know sort of teenage children you know at this point it's so hard because nobody wants to examine it at all <laughs> you know it's just like if i'm there in the classroom over at the school they're like oh father peter's here i have a question and they really want, like, the answer right then and there. It's even difficult if I said, here's a YouTube video to go and watch. The odds of them actually going back home and watching that YouTube video, unless the teacher shows it to them in class, are kind of small. That's one of the biggest challenges that we're dealing with right now. It's, an, it's kind of like an attention span that doesn't even want to um, read a little bit or examine a little bit. I'm willing to bet that many of you, many of your conversions were... Um, you know, often sometimes they start out in what we say as intellectual. We want to learn something about the faith. So I'm going to learn more about this. And then you're like, you start learning more and then you get addicted, right? And then you keep learning more. And then at some point, it really hits you in the heart. It's usually a combination of these things. I don't think it's ever one or, or the other, but those two things are working in conjunction um, together. But a lot of folks just don't even want to look or learn and everything like that. So we need to try to create as many opportunities for that as we possibly can. Yesterday at, at Joe Graziano's funeral, there were so many amazing moments of that. I, I was just, so he made he made rosaries for twenty years. For twenty years, he made rosaries, and then he put many of them on that hook. Actually, I have one of them right right over here. And twenty years of making rosaries, and I was like, what an amazing, amazing reality. And I thought about, you know, we use that term, weapons of mass destruction. This is a weapon of mass construction or a weapon of mass resurrection, right? How many people have one of the rosaries that Joe made over 20 years? There's one right here in the front row. It's, that's, that's an amazing, amazing way to evangelize, but it's kind of a simple way to do that. The funeral home director who was out from, because burial was in North Plains, he went the whole, through the whole entire order of service with the family and all those who were present. I have never seen a funeral director do that before in my life. He told them about what the Mass was, what was going to happen, what we were going to do at the front of the church, what we were going to do when we got to the burial. He explains to everybody the mystery of a funeral Mass and every part of it. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So for, this, for those of us who know, for those of us who know jesus we've already come to that conclusion you know that there is something something greater than solomon here and it's jesus christ and we know that we have to be able to articulate it to those that we love in in sometimes very creative ways as much as we can um that thing that joe is doing there i've noticed it even some people that i know um that are not catholic you know, when I, when I studied in Rome, I got like a whole bunch of those glow in the dark plastic rosaries blessed by, by the Holy Father at the Angelus and stuff. Even people who are not Catholic, I'm like, hey, this is a rosary blessed by the Pope. And they're like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, and you, never, you, you might never know what that sacramental in the hands of that other person might do in their life, how that might kind of change their life. Some people have gifts of teaching and speaking. And by all means, if you have that gift, use it or or art or music or things like that use that so that you can spread the gospel of jesus christ but if not try to be more subtle (laughs) like that if you make a rosary and you give it to somebody sometimes just that little gift um shows what you're about in, in a big way but in a small gesture and so i think if we could do that then we can kind of get a lot of the rest of the world to realize that there is something greater than what we have in the past but we have it now It's no more varied and partial, and it's Jesus Christ. God bless you all.